greetings, beloved, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. The psalmist says, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Amen. Amen. I'm very much excited at what the Lord is doing, as always. While many people usually see what the enemy is doing, I intentionally decide to see what the Lord is doing. Amen. 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 And when you were singing that song, you are the pillar that holds my life. I was meditating about that song and I was very much encouraged. I thought of it in two ways. <clears throat> if you are going through difficult times or you were going through difficult times and you say, you are the pillar that would, then you realize my life cannot crumble. Amen? Amen. With all these things, you are the pillar that holds my life. Amen. And for those of you who are not going through any challenge, there is this thing where you've got boldness in the Lord. In our vernacular, there is a thing that says, It says, don't just see a person boasting. They have something that's supporting them. So sometimes you find the confidence that some of us have. It's because we have got we've got something. And then we can say, you are the pillar that was. That's why I cannot be intimidated. Amen. Amen. Because I'm trusting in God. Amen. Amen. So I'm very much excited with what we're going to share today. Actually, those of you in business world, you know once in a while you must do a stock take, isn't it? You need to do a stock take and see how is our business doing? Are we still on the right track? Are we still on the target? And uh, especially now when it's December, it's December, isn't it? We are approaching the end of the year 2020. It has been an unprecedented year, isn't it? In every front. But then, can't you say, through it all, through it all, I have learned to trust in Jesus, and I have learned to trust in God, through it all. Amen. You see, can you defeat such a person? I mean, it should be hard to be the devil. You're right, you, you were right, Elder. Because instead of you now saying, oh, it was such a difficult year, you say, through it all, through it all, I have learned to trust in Jesus, and I have learned to trust in God, through it all. Through it all, I have learned to depend upon his way. When the enemy, amen, when the enemy was putting you under pressure, he thought you were going to crumble. But through it all, through it, so it's like, it's like you are saying that what an opportunity it has been. To learn to trust in Jesus. To learn to depend upon his word. Amen. So it means as we reflect and looking at this year and say, but Lord, you've been so good to us. Yes. 
Because we're still here. Amen. Amen. And we are still ready to go and possess more territories. Can we start with Joshua 13 where we, we touched on it the other week? Because I see that through it all, we have learned to depend upon Jesus. We've learned to love God even more. Last week we were taught about loving God with all your heart, with everything in you. And we've even learned to use our faith. We were also told to have faith in your faith, isn't it? So it's as if it doesn't matter what the enemy throws in your way. You've got what it takes to win. You've got what it takes to be more than a conqueror. That's why instead of us just only thinking of defending what we have, we've got also to think of what territories still need to be conquered. I want to remind you of the words of Caleb. I like, in the Old Testament, I like mainly Caleb and Joshua. Those are like my two good characters because they always say we can. And then Caleb, when he was 85 years old, he says to Moses, to, 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 to Joshua, Joshua, you remember 45 years ago when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent us to spy the land in Kadesh Barnea. We came back and I gave him word as it was in my heart. In other words, I reported according to my convictions. We did not report according to the circumstances, but we reported according to our belief. Then he said, today I am 85 years old, but I still have strength to go out for war. Give me that mountain. Amen. Give me that mountain. Can we all have that attitude? I'm glad we've got uh, the elders among us here who are still saying, today I'm this many years, but still give me another mountain. Amen. Amen. As long as you are not dead yet, you still have a chance to take more possessions of more land. That's why Joshua 13, <clears throat> 1 and 2, NLT, when Joshua was an old man, the Lord said to him, you are growing old, and much land remains to be conquered. I like this thing of knowing that there is still much land to conquer. I'm not going to settle as if I've already achieved. There's still more land to conquer. There are still more territories to get hold of. And he says, this is the territory that remains. So in your own life, you need to check what territories still remain. What still needs to be done. And with the Lord, we are going to make it. Amen. Because if the Lord has taken us, he didn't bring us this far to fail us. He's been with us all through, through thick and thin. He's been with us. He has shown himself faithful all the time. And we will hold on to him. So if there are still many more territories to be conquered, we are going to conquer them. Because we know what our God does. We know what our God can do. So if you go with me to Joshua chapter 1, verse 5, so you can see that Joshua is full of these promises where if you want to possess, if you want to be an overcomer, if you want to have an attitude of I can, and my destiny is in my own hands with my God. Because God has invested in you his nature and his ability. Amen. So Joshua 1 verse 5 NIV. 
no one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. I like it when the Lord says, he was saying here to Joshua, but we take this for ourselves also, that no one will be able to stand before me all the days of my life. Because I'm not depending on my own strength. That's why we're saying, you are the pillar that was. He goes before us and level all the mountains. So when he says, it, no one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. God is with you all the time. So when God is with me, it doesn't matter who is against me. Because he said he will be an enemy to my enemies. He will be an adversary to my adversaries. So just make sure that God is on your side, then you've got it. Amen. As long as God is on your side. So that you can boldly say, Hebrews 13, 6. The Lord is my helper. I shall not be afraid. What can anyone do to me? So that we can boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What can anyone do to me? He said he will never leave you. He will never forsake you. So it means I have this confidence. As we are reflecting now, it's December, it's end of the year. But it's also time to look at how great the Lord has been. And he remains faithful. Amen. Because you are still here. You are still alive. You still want to take more mountains. You're still going to cause more trouble for the enemy. Amen. So it means your God is faithful. Your God is good. And he goes before us. He does not, he does not just send us without him going with us. Because he said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. But if you go to Isaiah 45, 2 to 3. So I'm saying to you, it's time to reflect. So those of you who want to write the title of the message, you can either call it, it's time to reflect, or you call it Ebenezer, thus far the Lord has been with us. Amen. 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 Thus far the Lord has been with us. He's helped us and he will continue to help us. He has shown himself to be faithful to all those who are holding on to his word. Isaiah 45, 2 and 3 NIV. He says, I will go where? I want you to check it in your Bible. I will go before you. Means in front of you. So whoever wants to stand, you remember in Joshua it says, no one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. It's because if they are Standing against me. Who is before me? Who is going ahead of me? It is the Lord. So do you think they can stand? They can't stand. You need to know more of the power that's on your side than the power that the enemy has. That's why I always say I have a problem with people who have the problem with the devil attacking them. Whether it's wizards or whatever. Because your God goes before you. And he says he will level all the mountains. So why should I worry about what mountain is ahead of me? Because my God, he says, I will go before you and level the mountains. 
I will break down gates of bronze and cut through bars of iron. I will give you hidden treasures, riches stored in secret places, so that you may know that I am the Lord, the God of Israel who summoned you by name. Amen. You see, he goes before us because he wants to show himself strong on our behalf. He wants to show that he is able so that at the end of it, you can say it was the Lord. It had to be the Lord because of his message. That's why we are not consumed. Amen. His steadfast love and his message never come to an end. They are new every morning. You remember Lamentations? The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. Messes never come to an end. They are new every morning. New every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. And then Zephaniah says, He is still the Lord in that place. Day by day, he is making God good plans for us. Never a moment goes by without him making some good plans for me. That's what I want to hear. Amen. You need to know what God says about you and stick with that. Instead of keeping on sticking with what people are saying about you. Or what your circumstance is saying about you. I, I want to take charge. I was created in the image of God. You remember God said when he created us, he said, let us make man in our image. In our likeness. Let them have dominion. Amen. Let them have dominion. So God's original intent was you must reign. Take charge. Take charge. That's what it says actually in, in, in the message translation. There when it says have dominion and that. In the message it says take charge. Amen. You need to take charge. Take control. Take authority. It's not that the enemy will just make things fall into place. You will be challenged. But take charge. You've got the nature of God in you. So he says, I will give you hidden treasures, riches stored in sacred place, so that you may know that I am the Lord, the God of Israel who summoned you by name. Amen. So, it means your limitations is not because of God. Your limitations is because of yourself. Can you tell your neighbor, your limitations is not because of God. It's because of yourself. Yeah. And some of you think my limitation is because of my granny or somebody. It's because I'm born in this family. It's because of this and this and this. No. God created you to have dominion. You can change that. I remember this one uh, king. One of the men of God was getting old. I think it's Elisha. He was in his old age. And he called him. He said, come. And he said, take a bow and an arrow. He took the bow and arrow. said, open the window. He opened the window. He said, shoot. And then he shot three times and he stopped. 
And the man of God was very much angry with him. He said, why did you stop at three? You should have gone more because that represents how much you will defeat the Syrians, your enemies. But because you have done only three times, you will only defeat them three times as much. Meaning, you limited yourself. Amen. So, why are you limiting yourself? Some of you is because you are comfortable where you are. You think I have arrived. Keep on dreaming big. Keep on stretching much for more. Go with me to Joshua 1.3. Joshua 1.3 NIV says, I will give you every place where your foot, where you shall set your foot, as I promised Moses. So every place that the sole of your foot shall tread, the Lord says, I give you. Why does he give you the place that the sole of your foot shall tread. Why doesn't he just give you every place? He wants to give you according to your ability to possess. Amen? So if you want to limit yourself, you remember in Ezekiel, he says, I saw there was this river. It started as water just spreading from the temple. And he said, the, somebody called me and then he measured and then it was up to the ankle. He measured another thousand cubits, and as I moved through, the waters were up to their knees. He measured another thousand, and as I moved, the waters were up to their waist. And he measured another thousand, and then it was a river that I could not pass, and I had to start swimming in that river. And that very river, when it flows into the desert, it brings life. When it flows, into the Dead Sea, it brings life. And it says, wherever the river goes, there shall be life. Amen. So make sure that that river goes. Even if it's a desert place, let it go and bring life. Even where people have got no hope, may it be that you get there and things start working well. Mm. I told some of you, Tiger Beg will never be the same. Amen. Amen. We want the rivers to flow. We want the kingdom of God to take possession. There is no place that is called the enemy's camp. We go into the enemy's camp. Take back what the enemy stole. Amen. 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 Because it says every place that the sole of your foot shall tread. So keep on possessing. Keep on taking more lands for the kingdom. Amen. It can't be that the Lord has got to come back and there are some areas that were said to be no go zones. No. We as children of God, we are the ambassadors of the kingdom. We should go and take possession. And we know what God can do. He has been with us all throughout and he will still go before us and level all the mountains. Some of you say, no, pastor, you just don't know my background. You also don't know my background. Isn't it? Yeah. I think my, both my father and my mother, none of them went to high school. The first time I'm telling you today. Amen. So it means I can't be determined. My, my destiny cannot be determined about where I, I was born. Amen. 
Because as long as the Lord is on my side, he can change my lot in life. Amen. Don't settle for less. Seek the Lord. Do like this one. First Chronicles chapter 4. Let's look at Jabez. Because that name Jabez, in English it sounds like a very good name. Isn't it? Jabez. First Chronicles 4, 9 and 10, NLT. There was a man named Jabez who was more honorable than any of his brothers. So, he was a man, but he was still called Jabez. You know that some of our parents, they gave us names that you can't be proud of. Huh? But that should not limit us. These days, at least, we are wise. We give our children names that speak about good destiny. So if you want to know whether a person is old or not, check what is their first name. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> then you can know we have come a long way. Amen. The Jabezes in life. But they can call me Jabez. They can call me Sorrow Maker. But that's not what I'm going to settle for. That's what he says. Look at this. His mother named him Jabez because his birth has been so painful. Verse 10. He was the one who prayed to God of Israel. He said, oh, that you would bless me and expand my territory. Did you hear that? Oh, that you would bless. Some of you would have said, you see how, can I rephrase your prayers? Not Jabez's prayer. Your mother beget you in pain and she called you pain, sorrow maker. All these troubles that I'm seeing, oh God, is because of this mother of mine who never knew you. All this trouble, I don't know what to do. What wrong have I done in life, oh God? And you think you are praying. You are complaining. You are complaining. When you pray, you do this. Oh, that you would bless me. He's saying nothing about his mother. Did you hear that? Did you see how he prayed? Yes. Some of you are still blaming your mother. Others are still blaming apartheid even now. Indeed, apartheid was bad. It was bad. But can I be a prisoner of that? No. We've got to live and make most of life when we are here on the earth. Take charge. So his mother had named him Jabez. But when he prayed, he said, oh, that you would bless me. Do you, you see, he's setting his own destiny. Oh, that you would bless me and expand my territory. Or and enlarge my territory. So he is not settling for less. Can you tell your neighbor? I want to extend my territory. I want, I want to extend my territory. I want to extend. I want Amen. to expand. Amen. Amen. I'm not going to settle for less. Amen. Amen. Some of you, you had dreams. You had something in your heart that you know, the Lord wants me to do this and this and this in life. But because you are hanging around with chickens, you think you are a chicken when you are an eagle. Amen. <laughs> So they say it seems there was a, 
I don't know how true is this story, but, but it's good illustration. So somebody got a, 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 an egg as they were moving around in the, in the field. It was a big egg. Didn't know what it was, what egg was that. So he took that egg. He had a hen at home which was brooding some eggs. So he took that egg, put it with the chicks, with the, with, uh, under the hen. The hen brooded over it as it was brooding over its own eggs. And then the chicks hatched, but that other egg also hatched. And then all the day, so you know the, the have you seen you've seen the little ch- the chicks, isn't it? And always following the mother and this and this and this. Now that other one, he started also. So he did that for some days until he realized, right? But I can fly. Because these other ones, when they want to fly, have you seen how the chicken, the chicken, the hen flies? Try to do this and then it will fly a bit, go down. So that one realized, but when I fly, I can keep on flying. I can keep on flying. Then it realized, no, I'm not a chicken. I'm not a chicken. Can you say, I'm not a chicken? Amen. So it's because when you hang around with chicken, you are going to think that you are a chicken. You are an eagle. Amen. 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 You need to mount up high with wings as an eagle. You grow and you run and not grow weary. You walk and not faint. Because when he said, oh, that you would bless me and expand my territory. Please be with me in all that I do. And keep me from all trouble and pain. And God granted him his request. That's what you must do. You may not change the past, but you can determine your destiny. Amen. Amen. You know the song? Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. You see, that confidence to face tomorrow is because he leaves. I may not know what the future holds, but I know who holds the future. Is that not better? It's better to know who holds the future than to know the fu- what the future holds. Because what the future holds can always change, but he who holds the future does not change. Amen. Tell your neighbor, I may not know what the future holds. But I know who holds the future. And because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Amen. I'm more than a conqueror in Jesus' name. Amen. So it means don't allow your past to imprison you. Don't be a prisoner of your past. Jabez refused. He said, oh, that you would bless me indeed. Enlarge my territory. Amen. Think big. Dream big. And possess the land. Amen. So the only time I think you need to refer to the past is when you want to give a testimony. Yeah, you can give a testimony and say, the Lord who delivered me from the paw of a bear and a lion will deliver me 
from the hand of this uncircumcised Philistine. That's a good reference to the past. When you are saying, God who gave me victory then will give me victory as I go forward. But otherwise, if it's anything else that wants to demoralize my faith and it's in the past, I forget about the past. I want to stretch on to better things ahead. I want us to go together to the book of Philippians chapter 1. Philippians 1.6. Amplified. Says, I am convinced and sure of this very thing, that he who began a good work in you will continue until the day of Jesus, right up to the time of his return, developing that good work and perfecting and bringing it to full completion in you. I want you to tell your neighbor, there is something good that the Lord has begun in me. And he will complete it. Amen. Amen. Don't, don't, don't listen much to what people are saying. They don't know you. They did not create you. Amen. Listen to what your maker says about you. He says, the good work that I have begun in you, I am able to fulfill it until the coming of the Lord. I am able to perfect it until the coming of the Lord. Like I said to you, it's not that the enemy will not challenge you. But when he is there to challenge you, he is there to be defeated. When we say you have a victory, it means somebody was trying to stop you. And now you win. It's good to be a winner. I remember one time when, let's go to the book of 1 Samuel, chapter 7, verse 12. One time when the, 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 the enemies of Israel were stopping them. They were trying to fight with the Israelites. And then Samuel, after they were defeated, Samuel put a monument to say, this is saying victory. That's why even somewhere, I think it's Gideon, he erected something and they called it Jehovah Nisi, the Lord our victory. But here in the book of 1 Samuel 7, 12, then Samuel took a stone and set it up between Mizpah and Shen. He named it Ebenezer, saying, Thus far the Lord has helped us. I want people who think about what God has done more than thinking about what the enemy has done. When you are spending too much time thinking about what the enemy has done or what the enemy is doing, you are magnifying his works over your life. Rather think much about what the Lord, look at what the Lord has done. Look at what the Lord has done. That's what you must look at. Look at what the Lord has done. There is so much that God has done to me. So if I have to lift up a banner, it will be about saying Jehovah Nisi or Ebenezer. Thus far, the Lord has held us. That's the banner that I lift up. I'm not going to lift up any banner that gives glory to the enemy. I want to lift up the banner that gives glory to Jesus. And when we celebrate what God has done, we can refer to that testimony. 
But we are also not going to, you see, as much as your past can imprison you in terms of things that didn't go well, do you know that you can also be imprisoned by your past in terms of your successes? Some people bask in the past glories. So, don't bask in the glories of the past. There's still much more glories ahead. Refer to that glory and past and look for more, more mountains to conquer. Okay? Because if you always tell us about what God has done 25 years ago, it's good to refer to it once, but tell us what he's doing now and what he will do tomorrow. Because he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So let's see him keeping on doing. Then you can say, he keeps on doing great things. Hallelujah. He keeps on doing great things. So if he keeps on doing great things, we want to hear what he is doing. Instead of spending a lot of time saying what the enemy is doing, can't you say, he keeps on doing great things. Hallelujah. He keeps on doing great things. And if you start counting his blessings, you will see that the Lord is so good. You will see that there are many things that the Lord is doing for you. Some of you don't even see that you've got an advantage that you can walk. Do you know that there are people who cannot walk, who have to be willed through? But you still think, oh, nothing is working well for me in this life. Nothing works for me. You can walk. Thank God that you can walk. As you are trusting God for a car, thank God that you can walk. Amen. So it means wherever I am, there is something to thank God for. Amen. And I will use that to propel my faith to something better ahead. I want as, as we wind down now to close, let's go to the book of Philippians chapter 3. We'll do it in the message translation. Philippians 3 from 7 to 14. I want you to look at, we always esteem a person like Paul in faith. But what I love even more about him is that the reason why he achieved so much in life is because he did not settle for less. He did not settle for where he was. He kept on stretching out for more. Amen. And I want you to have that attitude. Some of you, you are already successful in life, but be successful even more. Dream even more higher. As long as you are still alive, there is still more opportunity to grow. There is still more opportunity to enlarge your territory. There is still even more opportunity, even for us, to enlarge our territory. That's why we said next year we have to build at least we start with a hole that we can't, we can't keep on squeezing ourselves in small places like this. Amen. Yeah. We trust God, we believe God, and then, you see, you, you, you get multiplied according to the size of your pond. Can I give you one secret? How many of you know goldfish? Goldfish? Yeah. So, if you take a goldfish and take a cup and put water and make it grow in that cup. It will remain that small size because of the environment you have planted for it. Okay? But if you put it in a bigger pond, 
it can grow based on the bigger pond that you have. So sometimes <clears throat> we, we limit ourselves because of creating a confining environment for ourselves. Okay? So when you say enlarge my territory, in other words, I want to make my tent bigger. Other translations actually that Isaiah, it says, make your tent bigger. Stretch your tent so that you can grow even more. Okay? So that's what Paul used to always do. So let's go together. Philippians chapter 3, 7 to 14. He says, the very credentials these people are waving around as something special. I'm tearing up and throwing out with the trash, along with everything else I used to take credit for. And why? And he says, because of Christ. So he says, there is a temptation to hang on to the credentials that I have. You remember another time when they were undermining him? He, he, started, he showed them his CV. You remember one time when Paul said, those apostles of yours, who you think they are great apostles, we are much better than that. I'm actually of the tribe of Benjamin. I'm actually of this and this and this. And he says, as it comes to, to zeal, I even persecuted the church. I'm a Pharisee by nature. So and he says, they, they can't compete with me. I was taught under Gamaliel. So he started, and then after that he said, sorry, you guys made me to boast. <laughs> but he already told us his credentials. You see? So sometimes people think that when we don't wave around credentials, it's because we don't have them. We just choose not to. Amen? Because we've got something greater. We've got something greater than the credentials. And what is that? Christ. Amen. Amen. He says, because of Christ. He says, yes, all the things I once thought were so important are gone from my life. Compared to the high privilege of knowing Christ Jesus as my master firsthand, everything I once thought I had going for me is insignificant. Dog dung. I've dumped it all in the trash so that I could embrace Christ and be embraced by him. I didn't want some petty, inferior brand of righteousness that comes from keeping a list of rules when I could get the robust kind that comes from trusting Christ, God's righteousness. I gave up all that inferior stuff so that I could know Christ personally, experience his resurrection power, be a partner in his suffering, and go all the way with him to death itself. So he says, I didn't want to hang on to that man-made righteousness. I go for the real thing with Christ. Amen? And verse 12. He says, I'm not saying that I have this all together. Did you see in verse 10 he says, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection. You would have thought, but Paul, you already know the Lord so much. He says, no, I'm still hungry to know him more. I want to grow more. And that's my passion also as your pastor. I say, Lord, I want to know you more. I want you to reveal yourself more and more to me. Amen. So he says, I'm not saying that I have all this together. That I have made it. 
But I'm well on my way, reaching out for Christ, who has so wondrously reached out for me. Can we all say, I'm not saying that I have this all together. That I have it made. But I'm well on my way. Reaching out for Christ. Amen. In other words, I'm not settling here. There's still much more to possess. There's still much more to reach out for. And then he says, verse 13, friends, don't get me wrong. By no means do I count myself an expert in all this. But I've got my eyes on the goal. I like that. I like it when you have your eyes on the goal ahead. In other words, if you know where you are going, you will not allow the affairs of this life, things of this life, to drag you back. Because you've got an assignment. There is greater things ahead of you. So he says, by no means do I count myself an expert in this, but I've got my eye on the goal. Are you also having your eye on the goal? Is there a goal that you are beaconing up to? Something that you say, Lord, I'm looking forward to that crown. I'm looking forward to that time when you will say, well done, you good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over little, come and rule over much. So, he says, I've got my eye on the goal. Where God is beaconing us onwards to Jesus. At verse 14, I'm off and running. I'm not turning back. Can we all say, I'm off and running. I'm not turning back. There's a race. There are victories to be won. I have power every hour to be true. There I must run. There victories to be won. I have power every hour to be true. Amen. There's a race that I must run. I'm not going to entangle myself with the affairs of this life. I'm a soldier in the Lord's army. There's a race. So I'm focusing on the goal. Okay? When you feel like you are getting tired, those who wait upon the Lord will renew their strength. They will mount up high with wings as eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. So it means when you feel like you are getting tired in life, spend more time in the presence of God. As you wait upon the Lord, he will renew your strength. Because in Isaiah it says, don't you know, haven't you heard that the everlasting father does not get tired? So those who depend upon him, those who wait upon him, they will renew their strength. So where people would have thought you have already quitted in life, where they would have thought you, have already, you would have already given up Christian walk with the Lord, but you're still standing. It's a race that I must run. There are victories to be won. I have power every hour to be true. Amen. Amen. You cannot be defeated. 
Amen. Did you take the stock? Are you refreshed? Are you saying, devil, I'm coming out for you? Amen. Amen. Instead of hiding away from the enemy like those Israelites who were afraid of Goliath, you need to say, I'm coming out of you, out for you, Goliath. Amen. Because the Lord goes before me. Amen. Let's stand up and thank God for the word that we've heard. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus. Exalt your holy name, my Lord.